Rachel here. We are officially going to stop doing one episode a week. Starting next week, two episodes a week. So August 29th is that first episode. Well, I'm starting a week early. I was supposed to be doing this starting in September. Um, Most of you guys that are on the VIP section newsletter automatically knew this before everybody else because that's how we do it here. But I had to because the episode that is coming out on August 29th, y'all, is epic. It is major. It is a huge person within the motorsports industry. And they are doing a special offer just for you guys that is time sensitive. So that is why I had to put it on August 29th. So definitely make sure that you guys keep listening because you do not want to miss that episode. I promise you. It's literally like one of the best episodes we've ever had on the podcast. Now, that doesn't mean that this one is because this one is too. Okay, this guest today that you were about to know about in just a second, major, major woman in motorsports. She's a content creator, just like myself, but except she is a Twitch streamer. And I can tell you right now, if you know about the motorsport Twitch streamers, you you know exactly who I'm talking about right now. I don't even have to give her an introduction. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered, hosted by your favorite bougie race wife, Rachel Thornhill. Every week, she shares stories of her life as a race wife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Hey guys, welcome back to Race Wife Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill, and today we have a special guest with us. She is a Twitch streamer, the number one American motorsport streamer on Twitch, and she is also the content creator for Red Bull Racing, uh, the Twitch host for GT World Challenge and NASCAR, and obviously a woman in motorsports advocate. So welcome, Ash Vandalay. Hi. Hi, Ash. Thank you for having me. This is always so fun. I love podcasts. (laughs) Well, no, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule because you're always doing something. Um, If you guys follow Ash on Instagram, you'll completely understand what I'm talking about because she's literally flying almost every day. Like she's always going somewhere. How she doesn't Uh, have major jet lag by now, I do not know. Gosh, I haven't been able to fall asleep. Like, I usually sleep in. Like, I stay up later than sleep in. Um, I'm definitely a night owl, but I haven't been mm-hmm. able to do that since I got back from like Europe three weeks ago. And but I have mm-hmm. to go to Europe again next week, so it's just oh, like wow. whatever happens happens at this point. <laughs> just ride in the wave. Yeah, yeah, because it's like always in your Instagram stories. It's like I'm honestly I'm surprised that the airport you go to doesn't know you by name yet because you're always you're always leaving like constantly going so 
Yeah, me and Dulles are just best friends. I luckily <laughs> haven't. Uh, if anyone takes, is there, if everyone's been to Dulles Airport, they have those people movers, which is like like the metro on wheels, essentially like a metro cart on wheels, which is really frustrating. And luckily, I haven't taken that in a while. But yeah, me and me and Dulles, best friends. I like <laughs> Dulles. It's far from where I live, but um, it's a it's a it's a decent airport. Yeah, no, we should just talk I'm, about airports. Forget about motorsports. Right. <laughs> we should just talk about all the travel we do in motorsports world. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you've been going all over the world now, and I mean, and then obviously just all over the U.S. to different racetracks. You know, whether it's doing this for Red Bull or you're doing stuff with GT World Challenge. Um, so yeah, so tell us about the whole thing with Red Bull. Red Bull is a pretty recent thing so how did yes. that all come about like how did you know you guys collaborate so we've been talking for a while i think we they were just waiting for like certain budget and like proof of concept because motorsports motorsports excuse me is still fairly new and like the whole content creator influencer space mm -hmm. like, yes they do invite celebrities to races but they don't really invite Sure, celebrities are one thing, but like influencers, content creators, other right. forms of media besides the traditional media of motorsports is still fairly new. Mm -hmm. and they don't know what to do with us, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've encountered that by going to any motorsport races um, with the podcast and stuff, but um, I remember a, a few folks were telling me they got invited to the clash um, at the Coliseum for NASCAR. Oh, and, like, okay. NAS and like NASCAR is like, oh, yeah, we're so excited to have you, like, blah, blah, blah. Then they get there and they're like, all right, what do you want us to do? Like, what can we film for you? What do you want us to talk about? And NASCAR is just like, go do what you want to do. <laughs> and I've gotten that before, too, where I've been invited to races. They're like, we'd love to have you. And, and I was like, great. Like, do you want me to talk about a certain sponsor? Do you want me to talk about a certain mm -hmm. driver or like highlight something, highlight sponsor, like whatever it is. Right. And they're like, you just do what you do. And I'm like, do you know what I do? Because that's not how this works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so they're like, yeah, just do whatever you want. And I'm like, okay, so that's just weird. Like, there's no point to this. Like, there's no like marketing plan. Like you need, you need to report to your boss tomorrow. Like, I know this, like we right. all know that it comes down to brass tacks at some point where some old white dude in a boardroom in motorsports still is going to be like, what does this mean for me? Right. Um, can't be like, we invited Ash Vandalay to run around our track and just take Instagram stories. Like that doesn't help anyone. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I've been talking with Red Bull a little bit. Um, they they have signed creators already, and I think it's been working out with them. And they've kind of learned more of what they wanted. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so they have a slew of creators now. They have um, yeah, Dirk Chocolate in Europe, Honda in Australia. They have myself um, here in the United States. So it's been really really fortunate. And they, I mean, I guess I have to somewhat corporate shell, but not to corporate shell. They've, being in the Red Bull family is just really special because I think besides Red Bull racing, you just know Red Bull as a brand, right? right that does really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's like these cool stunts or these professional athletes um, that they're assigned to. So just being part of the family is cool enough. Um, and then of course, Red Bull racing, which puts me in like the behind the scenes of the Formula One stuff, whether it's through the esports side, um, which like all the teams have an esports team and with Red mm -hmm. Bull, um, and doing sim racing and checking that side out or the real life side of being interview some of the some of the folks that work for red bull like hannah schmitz um or fiona McEwen. and uh, i got to talk to christian horner in canada which is really cool so yeah really cool opportunities with them yeah um and that's amazing that red bull's realizing that content creators is a you know a lucrative thing um because like you mentioned it's still very new 
um, to this space. So the fact that they're, they are willing to like really bring on content creators and use it for their, to their advantage, you know, for marketing purposes is, um, something that other, that other organizations should look to as an example, you know, that it, that it works. It makes the sponsors happy too. And I know that sounds ridiculous. And I know we like hate the, the notion of sponsors and ads and doing stuff, but they're the ones that make sure we keep all racing because it wasn't for all these brand deals or all the sponsors, like schlepping their name on the car. Mm -hmm. Where would we, where would we be? Like we need sponsors. Like they're the ones who are providing the money for this. And this is what happens. So this past weekend in the Canadian GP, we got to do um, a day with um, Heineken, which was really cool. They're 0.0. Um, brand and then they had some simulators there which was fun because everyone was just so excited everyone just loves the sims because they're like oh this is so cool this is the closest we're getting to driving a formula car okay yeah none of us are professional drivers um especially living in a city that like a walkable city like montreal most of the attendees right like might not even own a car like i don't own a car and i live in washington mm-hmm. dc so mm-hmm. the closest i'm gonna get to driving <laughs> professionally um so that was cool. We did something with Heineken and it's just like, I mean, something additional we can give to the sponsors. If that makes sense. So of course you can put their name on the branding, like Max and Checo are wearing their name on the podium. Like that's mm-hmm. cool. But at some point, like we see all those sponsors and as viewers, I think we get desensitized to it where it's like, Oh, okay, that's great. Cool. Right. That's fine. Like they're sponsoring no big deal. But then if you do something cool with that sponsor or something unique with that sponsor or just show some behind the scenes stuff of that sponsor, mm-hmm. um, I think it offers just a, a cooler perspective and just like another way to market that sense yeah um and it makes it a little more personable too Mm -hmm. um instead of it just being like like you mentioned just like oh you see a logo on the car or you see the logo you know on their shirts or something like that but them actually like interacting with the people that you know that are sponsoring them um yeah it it just kind of gives a different perspective yeah exactly and i think a lot of motorsports teams are still missing that point because i see them doing okay there's this trend not a trend but people are doing our educational videos and i i do them a lot um which is where you pick like a subject or a fun fact and you just make a full mm-hmm. video right on tiktok or instagram about it and if it's fun and well edited people will enjoy it um, a lot of teams in nascar have started doing this but they still haven't put a face to the account they use like the auto-generated voiceovers or captions on instagram yeah which I find so strange. I'm like, just put a face to the account so people have someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're talking to the team, which is like, I get it. But if you just put either the driver or whomever as the face of the account so they can get, right? Like everyone knows, um, gosh, everyone knows. And then I couldn't remember the name. Of, oh, Duolingo, sorry. I wanted to say Hootsuite for some reason because I was thinking about the owls. Um, oh, the okay. Duolingo owl account for TikTok, like that right. owl's the face of Duolingo and like everyone knows who the social media marketer is behind Duolingo making all those TikToks. So like there's mm-hmm. like a recognition there, not just like a random generated AI voice that just like, it's like talking to me about motorsports. It's a cool right. fact, cool behind the scenes, but it's, it's still missing like to your point, that personable touch. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and yeah, I don't, that's why I don't like use any of the AI like generated thing because you know on like videos or nothing like that because it's like i want people to know what my voice sounds like and you know you don't want you it it's better when you know it's not a computer like talking to you so yeah exactly yeah so obviously you are the number one streamer when it comes to american motorsports on twitch which is a huge achievement by the way oh so i say okay this is 
Uh, that's kind of a lie slash marketing. You ready for this? So I say number one American motorsports streamer mm -hmm. because no other American on Twitch is covering motorsports to the extent that I do. Got so it. That's the, that's the only reason I can steal that title because <laughs> no one else <laughs> is doing it. I'm going to be fairly honest. That's just how it works, but it sounds cool, right? And you can yeah. manipulate a lot of things in marketing and stuff, but it works. And yeah. um, if someone wants to take it, they're more than welcome to. <laughs> but <laughs> as of right now, it's just me. Right. Yeah. And well, and then that's the thing. I mean, you came into it when no one else was really doing it. Um, and that, and that's why you're able to use that, that, you know, that strategy to your, and honestly, I mean, it works. Cause I mean, look, you're doing Twitch hosting for NASCAR and GT world challenge, and you're doing content for Red Bull. I mean, so you I mean, it's not a lie, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's obvious that, you know, you obviously have really built, you know, your brand to, yeah. you know, to where it is right now. And I mean, it's huge already. So. Yeah. It's always weird to think about. Cause I, for, I did an Instagram AMA cause it's really good for engagement. FYI, if anyone's wondering, mm -hmm. um, someone's like, Oh, what did you know that you made it? And I was like, I still don't feel like I did. I'm just still doing stuff. And I'm still yeah. kind of always sometimes when I see certain people get certain opportunities, like I'm still insecure. And I'm like, man, I have to work harder. Like I didn't get that opportunity. They didn't consider me for whatever reason. Just like, man, like I got to channel that and like do more, or do more of this or change something up to be considered next time. Well, I mean, to be honest, um, you, I mean, I get why you would say that you don't really know, like you don't really feel like you've made it because yeah. it's like, I guess we tend to be a lot harder on ourselves <laughs> than, yeah. you know, than other people are. And so it's like, you kind of like are always like, you always have like these goals in mind. And so it's like, you're always trying to like achieve the next thing. And so yeah. that could also be why, like you kind of feel like, Oh, I don't know um, if I've really made it or not. It's like, because I've got this planned and this planned and like, I want to do this, you know? So it's kind of like always aiming for higher. Yeah. I guess it's just like, yeah, exactly to your point. I, aiming for higher or just like wanting, I don't want to say wanting more. Cause that sounds bad. It sounds inherently selfish. Like I'm very grateful for what I have. And even if I didn't have this, like I have a really good community, which is exactly why I started this. And that's right. what I try to ground myself with. Like I wanted to hang out with a group of like-minded individuals who are kind, which is a big thing for me. I mean, we're not perfect, but we apologize. Right. We learn from whatever our arguments, discussions, et cetera. And we move and like, we watch motorsports together. And that is the core. Oh, and of course, highlighting those women in motorsport videos that I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, and just like having those conversations with people then realizing it's a systemic issue. And then we can talk all day about that too. Um, but those are the core things. It's like, I have these two things that I keep doing or keep having or keep fostering that that is good. That is why I did this mm -hmm. and I feel great. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously your the community that you have, I mean, is very supportive. I mean, very, very supportive. Yeah. Cause I mean, I see the comments all the time and it's like, people are always supporting you no matter what. Um, and they love your content. I love your content. I mean, yeah. you know, I watch your content all the time. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, cause you actually learn a lot, like from watching your content, especially when you do like the history behind certain things. Like I didn't realize that there was a race ran in Washington, DC. <laughs> you know, I had no idea about that until you mentioned that. And I was like, oh, like, that's 
that's cool. But then I also understand why people had a problem with it too. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, I totally understand that. Um, but yeah, like, you know, so you, you cover a lot of the history and I, and that's what I like about it. Cause it's like, that's like, I learn stuff all the time just from your content. So yeah. So like, I mean, you make really awesome content and, and, and obviously it makes sense why everybody's supporting you. Um, and it obviously makes sense why, you know, you're, you know, Red Bull reached out to you and then obviously, you know, NASCAR, which that's a new thing too. Cause I know you were pretty much doing before that you were obviously already working with GT world challenge, yeah. but, um, but NASCAR that's new too. So how did that one come about? Um, I forget. Did I reach out to them or they didn't reach out to me? At some point, you're just emailing people all the time, yeah. trying to be like, I would like an opportunity. Please let me prove myself. Mm -hmm. But I was, I forget if, I think I reached out to them. Gosh, I actually forgot. I forget who reached out to who first. But we had a call and they're like, essentially just like, these are our ideas. Like we need to, we want to grow our audience, right? Et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. Like what do you do like what can you do like how do right. you and this is where you kind of take on also a consultant kind of role mm -hmm. of like hey if it's not me of course i can fill these things that you need like this is what you should do and th these are the ones that i can fill but maybe you can get someone else for this or have these other ideas so we essentially had a conversation and i mentioned like gt world challenge right like twitch is big because of the engagement you have with chat which is yeah. why i love it so much because you're just hanging out with people right like you're just having a back and forth making sure you read those comments out loud and have that interaction. And that's what a lot of motorsports I think is missing back to that being personable, mm -hmm. right? Like, sure. You can go on Instagram and just like post sick edits of your drivers, but it's like, okay, you're still just a corporate entity still like at that point. Yeah. But then when you're adding a face to it or a discussion point and things like that, then it becomes more personable. People are like, okay, this they're hearing me or they acknowledge mm -hmm. me. And I feel a part of this community a little bit closer. So I was telling them about, I was mentioning the Twitch stuff that I did with GT World Challenge. And I was like, it'd be really cool. And like, no one's done this yet. Uh, mm -hmm. That a, a series does like a, a Monday wrap up of the race weekend and just have people come in and be like, what did you think about the race weekend? Like, what's going on here? These are the big stories. Like this mm -hmm. person hooked this guy on the left rear tire. Like whose fault was it? And of course, keep it respectful, which is nice. Fun, but NASCAR's giving me some leniency, like be sassy, but like there's a boundary. <laughs> like mm -hmm. if someone says something dumb, they said something fucking dumb and I can say something about it or just ignore it. Right. Um, yeah, there's some people who just want that space to be able to discuss with the racing series and have that inter engagement and interaction with other like-minded fans and stuff. So just trying out something with, uh, with NASCAR. We had Ryan Vargas on last Monday, which I really appreciate because that was really fun to talk to him about Chicago. Mm -hmm. And um, just ex experiences in certain tracks and stuff, like for example, Nashville's coming up this weekend. Um, so he was just talking about the track and things like that. So it was a fun back and forth we had. Yeah, um, and like you mentioned, it's something new um, mm -hmm. for for NASCAR, um, obviously, and and it's worked well with GT World Challenge. So obviously, you had you had something to show them. It's like I've been doing it with this with this company for a while. And this is how it's working. So, yeah. you know, yeah. So I totally understand that. It's and, definitely new. As in, yeah. like, they have no idea what Twitch is. Like, there's there's someone helping me, producer on the side. His name is Nick. God bless him. He's my favorite. He deals <laughs> with all my crazy questions and the, the producing side of things during the stream where he's like, 
actually move on. Stop talking so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> keeping me on track of things before I keep going too wild. Um, mm -hmm. Him, like he's familiar with Twitch, but then like after him, I'm not sure if like his bosses or like the rest of the higher ups, like I know like the social media, there's, um, they do eNASCAR and stuff. I think they're familiar with like Twitch, but like the inner workings of Twitch and like streaming mm -hmm. and emotes and do they know what PogChamp means and Keck oh, W, like okay. probably not. Like they, so it's definitely newer to them. And I really wish I knew what they were saying to their bosses, like after each stream, because there's no way they have any idea what's happening. Like, <laughs> like if this was like a good day or a bad day and I love yeah. to be in those rooms, like I, I have to shout out SRO. Um, so GT World Challenge America is under the SRO Motorsports umbrella, uh -huh. which we can talk about motorsports and their labeling another day. Um, <laughs> and and honestly, they've been so great to work with and like really fighting. Just being like, this is great engagement. Like we need to keep doing this and just like, like explaining it to their bosses and being like, why this is important. Right. Um, the whole team there has just been like, not fighting, but like explaining and just like mm -hmm. pushing it and being like, this is why we need this. This is great engagement. Like our Twitch numbers are up. Like our viewer numbers are up, et cetera. Like people want to see this. Um, so it definitely takes some explaining to do, even when I still talk to people, yeah. um, they'll be like, oh, you Twitch stream. It's just like, and people be like, what does that mean? Like my boyfriend's best friends are still kind of like, oh, like I get that you're like a live YouTube and like a sports center type vibes. Like <laughs> it's still very new ish for yeah. a lot of folks, especially motorsports, which we talked about, which is a little outdated. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And, um, and I, also it's like, I, like, I feel like GT World Challenge has kind of, like, pushed that envelope because, like, when it comes to how they make, like, their <clears throat> their races, like, available to people, because obviously they mainly mm -hmm. use, you know, YouTube and Twitch, you know, and they don't, they don't use, you know, like, regular television because obviously, and I, I think that that makes a difference, too, because like with NASCAR, you still have that like just on like regular, you know, regular cable, you know, and that and yeah. most young people don't have cable anymore, you know, so it's like it's almost like a totally different demographic. Um, and so, yeah, and I think NASCAR is trying to cater a little bit more to the younger generations, um, but they don't they didn't truly know how to do it. And so like mm -hmm. you coming in with Twitch and everything, I think that kind of makes it a little bit easier for them to cater to younger generations because most younger people are the ones that are going to be on Twitch. So, yeah, that's, that's a pretty big part of it. Right. Cause you want to grow yeah. those, those motorsport fans. <laughs> you want to grow them nice and young. I was like, where am I going with that <laughs> sentence? Um, you you want to indoctrinate them nice and young. Uh, you, you want to find fans that will grow with you in your right. sport, regardless of who they root for. I think that's the big thing, mm -hmm. um, which is where like some fandoms are like coming at odds with each other, like especially in the Formula mm -hmm. One community, because they're like, because uh, right there's that notion that Drive to Survive fans are only there for certain drivers that are in Drive to Survive. Mm -hmm. And as soon as drivers leave, will they be interested anymore or will they keep watching? Because they care about the sport. Yeah. Like, where is that? So, how do we make people care? which is again, making that personable thing, right? Of the series, not of just the drivers. Like, yeah, of course the drivers are important, right? They're the ones putting their lives at risk and the crew and stuff like that. Right. Um, but overall you wanna put a face or a personable or a personality to the brand and show how awesome it is as a whole. Like, yes, mm -hmm. we have our incredible drivers that you root for, but if you put them all together on the grid and we have this incredible track, this amazing race, all the system of people that make this happen so you can enjoy a great show. Um, 
it's it's really cool to highlight and it's a good opportunity to show why they should care and like kind of teach people to i think that's a big point educational aspect sure veteran fans might be interested in talking but with yeah. especially gt world challenge america people will come in and be like i don't know what a gt3 is and i'll be like perfect i do or like mm -hmm. a touring car or what's the difference between a GT3 and a GT4? Why is there a GTE and a GT3? Like we're here all day. Right. And they're like, wait, why is there a multi-class series? Like, why are there faster car? Why what the hell's a hypercar? And why is he on the ass of this GT3? Right. Like, I can't imagine my brother tuning into a 24-hour race eight hours in and being like, who the fuck isn't first? <laughs> he's like, I don't <laughs> understand. But like he's not, he's first in his class, but he's not first overall. So does he actually win? But like, yeah, he gets a trophy, but he didn't actually like win the race. He won in his class. It's just like, oh god. Yeah. So having someone there to explain stuff like that in non-judgmental way is really helpful for getting those newer fans as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, um, obviously there's people with the whole um drive to survive thing. You know, um, I've, yeah, I've heard about that quite a bit <laughs> where, you know, the fandoms are, you know, are kind of back and forth about that. But I mean, if you think about it, it would be no different than people that watched, um, hundred days of Indy, Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would be no different. Um, right. honestly, I like that a lot of these sports are starting to do stuff like that because it brings in people that might not have known anything about the sport. And, and it makes them, you know, it gets them exposed to it. Um, and so yeah, it's never really a bad thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you do sometimes have to worry about if they're going to stay. But besides that, I mean. My best friend texted me because she's literally watching Dry the Survive right now. And I oh, love really? being part of these moments. Because she's, because I was like, yeah, watch Dry. I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big proponent of it. We all know it has its flaws. But all overall, right. on the whole, majority of it is good to get mm -hmm. new fans in it and get them interested right yeah so i was like hey if you have any questions or get confused or you wonder mm -hmm. about certain storylines like text me right happy to explain and blah 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 for example she goes i don't understand why the cars are zigzagging behind the safety car is that unsafe and i had to explain to her why you're <laughs> keeping up tire and brake temperature right that's a good point to me i was like oh this makes sense but she's like why are the why aren't they just in a straight line like what are they doing <laughs> yeah but she goes, I keep thinking about how you were saying some people are annoyed that people became bag wagon fans from the show. But how else are new fans supposed to get involved? I only know the sports I know because they're popular in the U.S. and pushed through media. Mm -hmm. exactly. Like, yes, exactly. Like I inherently growing up, even in New York City, I just knew about NASCAR because it right. was just pushed. Like it was just inherently pushed out everywhere. And like you just hear about the NFL or like from mainstream yeah. media and some pop culture and news. But motorsports isn't like that in the United States. Just mm -mm. maybe it's like starting to get there. But yeah, yeah, how else are people supposed to get into it? <laughs> exactly. In an easy, digestible format. Right. Yeah. It, if and then normally, because um, that's the same way I was. Like I wasn't really into motorsports, but I knew what NASCAR was because obviously, like there was people I went to school with that watched it and they would talk about it, and so I knew it. I knew of it that way. But the only way that I found out about any other type of racing was through my husband when I met him because he races, you know, he, mm -hmm. you know, he races locally. And so, um, that was the only way that I was ex like exposed is because, because of him. Um, so yeah, it's like, you know, unless you grew up in racing, like in the racing community, um, you know, or you watched, watch NASCAR, you're not really exposed to it. So. Yeah. So again, like I knew about NASCAR a little bit, but mm -hmm. it wasn't until some folks, because I started doing a Formula One watch alongs on Twitch. 
Um, and then folks are like, hey, you should add more motorsports. And I was like, yeah, I knew about NASCAR and familiar with the mm -hmm. players and stuff and like the general sense of it. But it wasn't until I started watching along with folks and I could be like, ask, I can ask questions. And I'd be like, right. look, I just need to ask this. I'm new. I just need answers mm -hmm. or someone to explain this to me really quickly. And I'm like, great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's one thing is um, older fans need to be more patient with the newer fans because obviously they're going to ask questions. You know, they, they've never been exposed to this before. And if we can't be patient with the newer fans, then that's how you lose people, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, I think that, I think that's the biggest thing is like, we're not like when new fans come in, they're not going to know everything. I mean, and even even some older fans, we don't know everything about NASCAR. Like, we don't know like all the history and everything. Like, we we don't like we're not like textbooks, you know, just rattling off information. So yeah, it's like some people have like really weird expectations when it comes to that. Yeah, I don't I, like. There's some disconnect in my brain, right? you there's there's two things we all started somewhere with motorsports right. is some people are just started a little bit later yeah or just some people don't know certain things because it's just like mm -hmm. never came up so like why are we getting so upset right. just just like correct people nicely just be like i don't know like it's, we all started somewhere like this isn't rocket science like just be just be nice and two then you're complaining that oh gosh like for i'm just going to use this as an example i'm not saying mm -hmm. it's true but they'll be like oh my gosh like nascar isn't investing as much money to like renovating tracks or like nascar isn't like giving us good good merch or nascar doesn't care about i mean not saying that they don't but like nascar doesn't invest anymore in their fans and i'd be like yeah because i don't have any because you won't let people come in and enjoy the sport and then you're like you need new fans to keep the sport going mm -hmm. and then you're bitching about them coming in but when like what do you want you can't have it both ways. Right. And it's just like, I don't know what their disconnect is to just like let people just enjoy shit the way they want to enjoy it. Whether people want to know a lot and be knowledgeable and ask questions, we should welcome that. If someone's like, I literally just want to stare at this car, go make a left-hand turn on this oval and then only care about number 23. I'd be like, cool. That's right. okay. Awesome. Exactly. <laughs> Great. I don't care. I'm yeah. glad you're here. Exactly. Buy all, buy all of their merch and, and just promote them. Like, I mean, you're still adding to the sport anyway, because you're, you're hyping up a certain driver, you yeah. know? So, and you know, we all have like our, our favorite drivers, you know, in, in motorsports. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, right. Of course not. yeah. And so, I mean, if somebody's like, yeah, I'm only here to support so-and-so, okay, let them support whoever it is you know like they're not hurting anybody yeah, yeah. i don't yeah I, it, to me that just it just makes no sense like why people will do that and another thing and like that's something that um you know gets talked about quite a bit in the like when it comes to women in motorsports or women mm -hmm. that are advocates for motorsports especially in like the streaming and gaming area which obviously you you know you do a lot of that um mm -hmm. do you have you really experienced like you know any type of like like discrimination or anything like that when it comes to like um men possibly saying like you don't <laughs> know men. anything I mean, more men than women. Yeah. I mean, there are some yeah. women that it's... will be right along there with you. Like they will, you know, there's some women that will cut down other women, 
but like, do you ever like, you know, have to deal with that type of stuff, like in your comments or anything? Oh, in the comments, absolutely. Men yeah. just are just are just mad at that a woman exists or is doing something <laughs> that they want to do, and they didn't have the balls to fucking pick up a phone and do content. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I get this all the time. But you just like, you know, I just block and move. On. Yeah. I used to bother me, but I, I just blocked and move on. Or someone's like, my favorite. Uh, I talk about this with my um, friend Mark Urban, who's a videographer. He, mm -hmm. he someone will be like, ah. Uh, like I'll make an educational video and someone will be like, I knew this already. Like, why would you make a video like this? This is dumb. And I go, then this isn't for you. Right. Like not everything on the internet, not everything on Alcor's internet is made for you. Like, what are you, like, do you go through every single video on TikTok and you're like, this is some, they thought about me when they made this, like this, <laughs> ah, just, ah, just keep scrolling. Stop. It takes so much time to type things. But yeah, you just, those are the funniest ones where it's just like, it's not for you. It's clearly for someone who didn't know or want right. to learn or enjoy that kind of thing. Like, just move on, buddy. Um, yeah, but you just learn to block, move on, mm -hmm. um, keep going. I've gotten comment recently at a racetrack, though, covering it media-wise, mm -hmm. where um, I was wearing a, I was told I was allowed to wear a tank top and long pants as long as the pits weren't hot. Um, mm -hmm. And I did have a, like, over like a long sleeve on me. So I was wearing um, like a thick strap tank top, long pants, sneakers, of course, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I had like my shirt tied around my waist because it was like freaking hot. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking through the garages. And then one of those, one of the uh, like pit lane stewards stomps me and she goes, hey, you need to put on that shirt. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Like I was told this was okay. I'll do that right away. And she's like, yeah, you know how these guys are. And I was like, do I? I was like, why would you say that? These are a very nice group of men. Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you don't want to get the drivers all excited. And I was like, we need to stop this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Like, what are you insinuating about these drivers? They can't control themselves over looking at a woman's shoulder. Like, this is wild. Yeah. And, I, and I've, um, and I told someone like this story, like I wasn't upset. I was just like, this is like typical, like women. Like, I don't know what this is. Like she was an older woman too. So it's just I'm probably ingrained or just through years of shit that she's been through. She's just right. like, I'm, pro I'm protecting this young younger woman. Just put this on. I don't want to deal with the men's comments later. So right. I mentioned the story to someone and they go, yeah, the number of times I had male photographers complain to me about female photographers wearing shorts, which are it's 100% allowed. And they're not. And she's like, yeah, we have photographers. Uh, you're allowed to wear shorts. Like, make mm -hmm. sure you wear sneakers. They have to wear long sleeves, sometimes a fire suit, depending if they're doing stuff. Nice. She's like, yeah, no, everyone's allowed to wear shorts and they'll have male photographers come and bitch about women photographers wearing shorts. And I'm like, everyone needs to calm down. Why does this matter? Right. Um, no, I can understand if like they had shorts that were so short that they had like stuff falling out. Right. Sure. 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 I mean, but obviously if, if it's like long enough, you know, where they're not exposing anything or whatever, then who cares? Yeah. Like, who cares? Just do your fucking job. And like right. she's doing hers, you're doing yours, like Akuna Matata, buddy. Um, so yeah, there'll be moments where it gets frustrating. There's also those frustrating moments, and I'm sure you've seen the discourse around certain creators of some men creators make um men, male creators, excuse me, make themselves are are popular for not knowing things about the sport mm -hmm. or like saying things incorrectly on purpose. Yeah. And then when women do the same thing, or if women don't know something, they'll just get shit on. Yeah. Um, which gets inherently frustrating because um, for me, I definitely try to do my research. I make mistakes. It happens. And I'll, yeah. I'll take down a post or like edit it in the caption or I'll make a mistake. But just like you make one mistake or it could be 
my God, I think I forgot the S in Portia in my captions that I made on a video. Oh, okay. Ooh, everyone's <laughs> like, oh my God, you don't know how to spell Portia. You're a fucking bitch. And I was like, Jesus Wow. Christ. I was like, this is unnecessary. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, and a it's just like the, Yeah, it's a typo. The extremes that you get for like this, like, you're just like, wow, get over yourself. Yeah, so it's, there's been a there's been a wild ride being a woman in motorsport. But to your point earlier about my community being very supportive, and, I mean, like yourself, Rachel, I mean, what you do with this podcast and such, um, highlighting these stories and like just creating a space where we can have a conversation like this and like engage on Twitter and social media. Just you have those people who you align with and like mm -hmm. it becomes i know it becomes an echo chamber but i like my echo chamber because i think it's cozy and everyone's nice to each other yeah. <laughs> so all those people can leave that are mean and exactly. just unrational un and their extreme reactions to me misspelling the word portia and um we can stay together and support each other which is what's really important yeah no definitely and that's exactly why i i started the podcast because it's like i could tell um that you know, women in this space, they just needed this platform because it's like, you know, unfortunately, in I mean, there's been studies that have been done by FIA. I mean, that women get less sponsorships, they get less TV time, they get pretty much less everything in this industry. And um, I mean, and the fact that they had to do a study on it mm -hmm. right there shows you like they shouldn't have even had to do that to prove because I mean, it was pretty obvious, but I guess they just wanted to have it on paper to show that it was fact. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it's, you know, when I saw it, when I saw the statistics, I was like, this is ridiculous and it should not be this way. And so I was like, well, you know, I wanna be able to give all women, you know, no matter what they do in the motorsport industry, you know, the chance to share their stories. And, you know, yeah. and so definitely that's, I definitely, re you know, reached out to you because I, I know that, you know, this is something you're very passionate about as well. And so, yeah, I mean, being able to just have any women on here for them to share their stories and, and, you know, and also like, and that was another thing too, like some people even asked me, they're like, well, why would you have other motorsport like content creators on because they're technically your competition i don't look at mm. any of the women yeah. that are in I this agree. space as, uh, as a competition because to be honest we need to be collaborating with each other and not going against each other because there's not enough of us anyway in this space so. yeah there's plenty of space for us yeah for Forget a, forget just like a driver grid full of women. I just want everyone to be women. Like I just want the paddock <laughs> to be full of women. And then men are like, wait a second, mm -hmm. no working in motorsports. I'm like, yeah, now you know how it feels, buddy. Plenty of space for all of us. Yeah, um, definitely not competition. I mean, we all have our personal styles of making things, personal stuff. And um, yeah, if you're passionate, there's just plenty of room for how people make content, how people want to consume content because we all want certain things. Like. We make content essentially for people like ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, we all have different personalities, different backgrounds, different interests. So plenty of room. Yeah. Um, and you know, and you you obviously focus on certain, you know, more on certain organizations. And, you know, and like with me, um, you know, I also like dive into like the dirt side because obviously that's what my husband does. My, my husband drives a dirt late model. So like, you know, so I'm also you know, catering to women and that side of the sport as well. So, I mean, we, we all kind of like touch 
different parts of motorsport. So, you know, in, even if we didn't, even if we were doing like kind of the same stuff, it, it wouldn't matter to me anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, but obviously with GT World Challenge, you've been doing that one the longest. So how did, so how did that one come, you know, come to be like? Oh, this is a fun story. I love this. Oh my God. <laughs> I love my GT World Challenge family. They're such, they're such awesome people. Okay. So I made a TikTok because it was summer break last year. Mm-hmm. F1 Twitter freaking out. They're like, oh my gosh, we haven't watched F1 in a week. We got three more weeks. How are we getting through this? So I made a TikTok, mm. which essentially is like, you just watch other motorsports. Like, right. And I like listed all the races that were happening that weekend. Um, Kevin Baum, who is a current driver in the GT World Challenge uh, mm-hmm. series, he commented and he's like, oh, don't, he like, very nicely, of course. He's like, hey, don't forget about GT World Challenge and like tag them. And he's like, we'll be in Sebring this weekend, um, mm. or here's our other race calendar if you're interested. And I was like, ooh, Sebring, like my parents live by there. That'd oh, be really okay. cool. I'm like, that'd be really cool. Thank you so much. And he's like, of course. So I think because he tagged the account, Taylor, who runs the account, the uh, comms um, manager, she mm. reached out to me and she's like, hey, we could, we need you. <laughs> like we could work together like come on yeah. down to sebring and i was like great i was visiting my parents and i was like yeah i can come visit go to sebring um which was two hours away from my parents it'd be mm-hmm. shorter but you there's no direct route because sebring's in the middle so you just kind of go around florida man um <laughs> so yeah i got there and it was awesome that was my first media credential i got a media vest and they were so cool and i got to be on the grid and i got to look at all the cars and i got to make cool, cool content and i got to live stream and i was like I was, I remember asking, I was like, Taylor, I'm so sorry. Am I, I'm like, I'm so sorry. This is a dumb question. Am I allowed to live stream like during the race? Like I'm going to yeah. be very, would be very, and I didn't know at the time. So I was like, I'm going to be very like, cognizant of like your TV rights and not show anything. And she's like, you can do whatever you want. And I go, excuse me. She's like, yeah, we stream for free on YouTube and Twitch. Like we don't have any TV. Like you do what you need to do. And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm like, running around Sebring live streaming during the race and the cars during certain corners with a media vest get to go get to go really close uh to the fence and stuff so that was awesome we had a really good time and then they invited me back for the indy eight hour um Mm -hmm. and they were talking and they're like hey let's so for this year they're like let's kind of keep doubling down so thursdays we host that show called sro pit pass where i interview interview drivers and such um and then on weekends that they're streaming i'll I'll be hosting the stream. So I'll do a pre-race show, essentially like kind of warming up Twitch because Twitch algorithms annoying. Mm-hmm. And then we'll never turn off because what they used to do is each series touring um, TCA, excuse me. Um, uh, and GT World Challenge America or like the GT4 Pirelli, they used to just turn them on and off the stream. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like a 40 minute race, turn off the stream, wait two hours, no, turn on the okay. stream, turn it off, which Twitch doesn't like. And I was like, cool, I'll stay on the entire time. I will mm-hmm. be the MC. And therefore, the algorithm's like pushing this out because right. they're seeing that it's someone's stream. That's also. still live, okay. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Twitch, everybody. This is a whole thing. <laughs> We're doing a lesson right now. Um, so yeah, so essentially, pre-race show. We'll watch the race, and I'll put myself in the corner, and if people come in with questions, or like we'll commentate over it. And of course, there's right. GT World on YouTube that they stream. So if you don't want my commentary, you have another alternate option mm-hmm. to do so. Uh, so that's been really helpful because I've been introducing people to sports car racing on Twitch, which is really nice because <laughs> people yeah. didn't realize it was on. Um, and yeah, and then I'll be going to the 24 hours of spa with them. So doing something with the European team as well, oh, which okay. is be really cool. Spa is one of my favorite tracks. I think I'm going to cry when I get there and that's going to be very embarrassing, but I've always wanted to go to spa. I was supposed to go to spa 
2020 mm. but then you know a little yeah little thing happened in the world so i had to cancel my trip <laughs> i was so excited um so yeah it's a, it's i think this is when i know i've made it it's kind of circling back to the beginning of our conversation right like me standing on the track at spa i'm just gonna be like hyperventilating with excitement <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, especially that's like your favorite track. That's a track that you've been wanting to go to. Unfortunately, had to cancel your trip the first time. And it's like now it's like, yeah, like finally, like I get to go. You know? so. It's going beyond this side of the fence. Who? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I totally get that. And um, yeah, like and see, I'm kind of like the same way. But if I had to go with like a dirt track, that mm -hmm. I want to go to, like the the track I want to go to is Knoxville because the Knoxville Nationals, like that's something that is like a major bucket list thing for me. Um, and yeah, like to be able to go there and do everything and like live stream and all that stuff, that would be amazing, you know. But yeah, yeah that you know that's something that's really cool that you know that you get to do that and you know pretty much make it a career like i mean that's an amazing thing to do and it's something you're passionate about so yeah it definitely helps being passionate about it because i haven't unpacked my suitcase for like two months <laughs> it's just been like unpack some of the clothes i've wore laundry throw it back in go to dulles <laughs> sit on the people mover Ugh. yeah i mean they're gonna be like oh hey ash where are you going now like they're gonna just start <laughs> knowing you they're gonna be like hey um weren't you here last week where are you going now like yeah i feel i mean a lot of people travel for work right consistently mm -hmm. sorry this is just like a random thought like there's no way i'm not on some like what is she doing list right because i've been <laughs> to like i've been to different countries for like only an x amount of days right like, yeah. I've been here, like i was to canada two days munich for three days and she's like what is she doing like she's not taking a two-week vacation she's like staying there <laughs> i'm just like oh i'm so sorry yeah Not no sus, no i, I mean, they, they probably are probably like wondering yeah what what does she do because she's like always going for like two days here three days right? here <laughs> she's not staying somewhere what is she doing yeah but, but i discovered new terminals in dulles which is really cool especially hmm. if there's like an a terminal that was taken to canada it's really small you got to walk out to the plane which i haven't done in like a long time um as opposed to like just boarding on the jet bridge you got to like walk mm -hmm. on the tarmac and they had someone standing there just in case you decided to run for it um which is also is always an intrusive thought when i do that so that was you know just learning new things about dulles which is really nice yeah um i mean you never know i mean you you do it enough they might want you to create content for for their airport you could be their ambassador you know <laughs> yeah Dulles just happens to be like a united hub i think just like united's always flying out of dulles and maybe like oh maybe i should reach out to united be like look i always fly out for motorsport stuff maybe we should uh right collaborate do something united airlines content create oh we'll just check it out <laughs> i'll just leave that search there for after our podcast yeah there you, go. <laughs> there you go like i mean might as well i mean and then you know dulles might be like well you know what she's always flying out of here she's literally here almost every other day might as well um might as well might as well be you might as well be like an ambassador for them just be like you know promote dulles because it's like you know it almost it probably feels like you almost live there sometimes <laughs> a little bit yeah you just you just know exactly where to drop off and all that stuff like that um 
speaking of just like emailing them and might as well, that's like a really big thing, I think, for content creation that I've just tried to take more of a step in my career doing that. It's just like, why not email that person? Worst mm -hmm. comes to worst, they won't email you back. Right. Or it'll be a no, but at least they got your email and you gave them the chance to say yes. Mm -hmm. A little bit more likely. Um, Lynn St. James um, in a TED Talk one time said, a, a no is only no from that person on that day. And she's like, yeah, I emailed the shit out of Ford. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, so I didn't say it like that. But right. like, <laughs> you just email whatever company, whatever person, and you're like, hey, just following up. Just this things have changed. And just like you fill them in on your on your work. And yeah. uh, that's it. Yeah. And, and, and you're absolutely right. And I think that's something that you kind of have to get over. Like if you're wanting to be a content creator and do this for like your job, like forever, yeah. you got to bring in money, right? So you're going to have to like, you know, you're going to have to email people about like sponsoring st your content or different things like that. And so you or to collab with them. And so you have to be okay with them possibly telling you no, or just not emailing you back. Yeah. And you know, they don't email you back. I mean, if you get to meet them, I'm meeting people at racetracks. I feel like people mm -hmm. only go to racetracks to do business. And now I fully understand. <laughs> um, just the first time, like people saw me at Sebring, they're like, okay, she's new. But when they saw me in Indianapolis, for some mm -hmm. reason, like clicked with everyone, be like, she's staying. Oh, yeah. She's doing stuff with SRO. She's part of this. Like, mm -hmm. we're going to like, everyone was like a lot more like less, like everyone was, I'm sorry, everyone was a lot more friendly and less just like, Oh, nice to meet you and like that's right it's like oh my gosh so great to see you again what do you want to see like come to the garage and i was like oh okay cool yeah yeah no and that makes sense because it's like then they realize oh well she's gonna be here a lot more often might as well start talking to her a little bit more find out who she is yeah because it's like you know because i'm sure there's a lot of like media people that come through and they might only like be around like once or or so and then that's it but like with you it's different like you've been you know constantly working with sro it's not you know it's not like it was just this one thing that you went to and then you're just gonna go off to like the next organization so right exactly yeah so um and and also that's great for you too that you get to like you know build relationships with these drivers and stuff and you know um and do things with them, you know, then obviously that makes them comfortable with you and, you know, they can open up to you a little bit more, you know, it's not, yeah. it doesn't feel very like strict interview, you know, whenever, whenever they're talking to you. So, right. yeah. Um, it just, it makes it easier. Kind of like what we're doing right now. Cause yeah. it's like, <laughs> I'm not trying to make this like, ex like some strict interview. Like if that's what you want, then, you know, you can go on like a talk show or like something else where all of it's scripted, you know, like I'm not, I'm not about that. Like, it's just bullshit. Like <laughs> let's just sit here and talk, you know? So, but, um, but yeah. So, um, obviously, you yeah like you said you pretty much live out of your suitcase for right now do you have any time that you think you're going to have like a break like an actual break no and i think we knew that i think i knew that going into motorsports when mm -hmm. you're working with when you're working with all of them mm -hmm. especially because uh this uh previous weekend was the nascar like off week and then there's yeah. no off week till the championships to the playoff. I mean, no, even through the playoffs to the final championship to the finals. Yeah. 
there is no off week for NASCAR mm -hmm. anymore. Off weekend, excuse me. Which means I I should be streaming on Mondays to do that news roundup show. So till mm -hmm. November, whatever, I'm at least streaming um, on Mondays mm -hmm. um, for NASCAR. And then, yeah. So now, so no, mm -hmm. because then you also have to film content every week. Yeah. And that's and like just being consistent. I I think I didn't realize the amount of content I can I put out till someone mentioned it on a different podcast. They're like, yeah, you put in. You put in a lot of you put in like a new video every day on different platform and like right. constantly putting things out and like they're like your tweets mm -hmm. you're interacting and I was like oh I didn't realize I was doing that to myself <laughs> right? I thought that's what I thought that's what you just had to do mm -hmm. and they're like they're like no you're the you're the person I see you're like in my face all the time you're like in my feeds on mm -hmm. social media I'm like I am so sorry um but I think learning to take a little bit of a setback from that might help. Mm -hmm. But yeah, usually I just disappear for the month of December or whenever the last Formula One race is going to be. Got um, it. At the beginning of December. And I'm like, no one talked to me for a month. Or <laughs> we have to <laughs> crawl back out for Dakar. Mm, yeah. And and that makes sense that you'd want to take like towards Christmas and all of that off, not do anything. Like yeah. that's kind of like what I'm thinking too. Like I'm I'm thinking pretty much the end of December, beginning of January, nobody talked to me. <laughs> like, that's pretty much what I'm doing too. Cause I'm like, cause it's like right now, like even like today, like right after, right after I interview you, I have another interview, like literally 30 oh my minutes gosh. after. And so, yeah. No, I mean, we're good right now. Um, oh, but who is it? Who are you interviewing? Oh, oh, uh, Kristen Banks. The arena cross uh, pr presenter, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm interviewing her. So familiar with the arena cross. I wasn't familiar with Kristen Banks. Okay, see, this is why we talk because then I get to learn yeah. about cool people who do cool shit, and then I get to follow them. <laughs> yeah, Kristen Banks. So she does that, and like she was a, a sideline reporter um, yeah. for like the NFL uh, for a while, but um, but yeah, she's been doing arena cross lately. Yeah. Ritter yeah. is sick. Mm -hmm. I feel like people don't respect all motorsports enough, you know? I mean, yeah. not everyone. I say people. I don't really generalize that. I just like really tossed that out there and I was like, <laughs> people, we'll just categorize. <laughs> um, I, I think the big thing that gets to me is um, I mean, think about Arena Cross, right? Um, and wait, like dirt, right? Dirt tracks, dirt mm -hmm. jumps, dirt hills. Uh, someone's gonna at me later on social media for that but anyway <laughs> just thinking about that and then you think about the connotation that sometimes nascar gets and that joke that everyone tells like oh they're only turning left or yeah um, it's just like uh just or like um this is terrible this is not the pinnacle of motorsports this indycar is and you're like dude you don't have to like this motorsport but you yeah. at least like respect it because you know mm -hmm. what these drivers go through at least for you so you definitely know what they're going through in the other sense right um so i mean it's really cool that you're doing arena cross i feel like not a lot of people know about yeah, it yeah actually oh, she's also the, nhra too she thing. yeah so she's the only person that i have from that side of motorsports that um that i've interviewed so far but i've interviewed um i've interviewed women in nhra i've interviewed um like katie hedinger that's in the cars tour you know mm -hmm. i interviewed her um you know just quite a few different women in like all different you know parts of motorsports but and then obviously i i interviewed jacqueline drake 
who's a NASCAR reporter oh, and yeah. car store. So yeah, so like I'm I'm trying to like spread myself through like all That's of cool. that. And then I also have like some women that are in the dirt side um that'll be coming out. Like uh Lacey Farno, she's uh she drives a um she drives micro micro sprints and um in the mid in midgets and extreme outlaws division and mm-hmm. and stuff. And so like there's there's going to be women sprint car drivers that are coming on <laughs> like there's yeah, yeah so there's going to be you know there are women in all in all port parts and then i had like jody sloss and alicia barrett from formula woman uh that i interviewed too so like yeah like i'm just balancing all of those different motorsports but you know parts of motorsport but yeah i mean i just want all of them to be able to you know to talk about their lives and what they're doing. Yeah, they're different motorsports. Like you, like you're pointing out um, all their um, categories. But at the same time, right? Like we're all just in motorsports. We yeah. just we we all inherently, in a general sense, have the same problems um, mm-hmm. of motorsports, whether it's getting fans or doing it this way or doing it that way, or people saying we have to do it this way because it's the way it's always been done. Right. And especially as women, just being it's just like a whole thing. So. Mm-hmm. It's really cool that you get to talk to all of them and share their stories. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and another thing, funding, you know, trying, trying oh to be gosh, able to yeah. raise. I mean, they all have that issue, you know. Um, so it it's definitely, a, unfortunately, a shared problem um, across across all all of it, of all motorsport is because, you know, money is the biggest part. unfortunately you know you have to have money to race especially depending on if you're wanting to do this as a full-time thing and not like a part-time or like a hobby where it doesn't really matter if you don't race all the time um then yeah you have to have the sponsorship and that you know that's important so yeah so obviously oh what else do you have coming up? I mean, you've been to Germany. You've been all over the place. That's a great question. I feel like I should look at my calendar. <laughs> Immediately what I can think of. Um, so I am coming to Watkins Glen, but I have to leave Sunday. I Hopefully not during the race, but it's a six-hour drive away from D.C. Mm. Five, five to six, depending how fast you drive. I'm trying to keep it legal on the podcast. All right, everyone. <laughs> so Watkins Glen, I have to drive back Sunday night. Immediately Monday, I'm flying out to Europe. Um, So I'll be in spa for till like July 3rd. And then hopefully go to Milton Keys to do the Red Bull factory stuff and do content Mm. there. And then I'm going to Paris for TwitchCon because I'm very fortunately on a panel um, about like motorsports and content creation, social media. Um, And then I mean, for a little bit, thank gosh, it was really it's really rough start in May. Was it in May? It was really rough start in April. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've been traveling since April, so hopefully wow. it'll die down a little bit, and I'll be able to do my watch-alongs a little bit more. So usually I do my main thing, right, is doing race watch-alongs right. on weekends, and that'll be really cool to do uh, more consistently again. Now that we're we're gonna stop the traveling for a little bit till about September, October, mm-hmm. and then kind of starts all over again <laughs> until December, and then people are gonna be like, "Never for me." Yeah, I'm gonna like, just go. Where's she at? Like, we don't know what's going on. Gosh, I talk so much in my own Discord community that if I don't say anything for the whole day, people are like, are you okay? And then I don't <laughs> realize that I do that. 
that I'm so in there all the time. Um, right. It's like, then people are want to like, they're, they're going to like want to send out for a wellness check to make sure that you're fine. <laughs> like, we haven't heard Ashley talk in 24 hours and I'm nervous. I was like, ah, yeah, you know me too well. Uh, right. Yeah, no, just. December is nice. I really try. My problem is that I'm always on my phone. That's that's mm. what I, that's my job for this. Yeah. Like you're if you're running social media, if you're doing stuff like that, your job is on your phone, whether that's yeah. engaging through comments. So it's posting on Instagram. Don't forget when you're on Instagram, once you post, you should post it on your story. But you just don't want to like schlep it onto your story. You want to make it look good. So then I go on Canva or do something and like decorate my story really nicely. And then you want to restory anything that's like important, like any news or um like females in motorsport always put out a really good articles highlighting like race wins from the weekend and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you want to repost those and then you want to do engagement, answer stuff on your own video. And that's just Instagram. And then you want to go on TikTok and answer comments and like film videos and make sure you got your facts right. And then film videos for like the, the, like the nice ones about educational stuff, mm -hmm. write the script, film it, edit it. And then you want to do that. You want to go in the discord and engage with your community. And maybe you want to Twitch stream that day. It's just like you're always on my goddamn phone. Mm -hmm. At that point, it's like hurting my eyeballs. Um, so I like to do a lot of activities that make me like make me use both my hands. So like rock climbing, for example, is like one of my favorite oh, things okay. to do. I really like I'm, a, I'm a, I like bouldering a lot. Not that I'm afraid of heights. Just bouldering is like less height, so it's like yeah. It's, I don't say less work, but there's like less distance to climb because you mm -hmm. don't wear a harness because you can jump off. Anyway, so bouldering is a big one because I have to use both my hands, right? You can't be on your phone when you're rock climbing. I mean, you could, but it'd be very difficult. Sim racing right. is a good one. Got to use both your hands. Um, trying to think, yeah, I try to go like for walks and like put my phone down. But for the month of December, it's 100 like off my computer, off my phone. Do not talk to me because I've been on this thing for 11 months straight. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, and that's a, a lot. And I don't think like a lot of people realize uh, with content creators, like it it's a lot of hours and a lot of work that you have to put into it. Like it's not like where you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna slap this on. Like there's a lot of preparation mm -hmm. for a lot of the stuff that we put out, and so it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it's not, it's not, it's not easy. To be able to like have that boundary between your phone and you <laughs> because you have to use yeah. it so much because it's literally a part of how you you know how you make a living so yeah it's, yeah it's a lot harder to have that separation there was a content creator on TikTok that i saw and he said everyone's like oh you're so lucky you left your nine to five he's like yeah i left my nine to five but now i have a 24 7. because he goes then you're constantly thinking about posting so mm -hmm. if I'm at a, like I'm going to Watkins Glen and I'm not like quote unquote working like I'm like Imza didn't invite me there like I'm going with my friends. Oh, okay. Um, but like I'm going to want to post that I'm there. Yeah. If I see people that I know, I'm going to want to talk to them and like network and do mm -hmm. stuff like that. So you think about those opportunities. You're like, man, I should really do that. Or I'm thinking about like DMing some some teams that are going to be there and we'll be like, hey, like we should do something or let me kind of film in your garage for a second about this video. So just doing that and then you're posting you're like oh this would be a really good post like or you're just walking the racetrack you're like wow this would be a really good photo slash post slash mm -hmm. moment to put on because you're, you're like constantly thinking about those things yeah. what would be good to put on the internet or good to tweet about or that's funny i should write that how do i stay relevant how do i stay top of mind for sponsors and all the people who support me such as nascar mm -hmm. gt world challenge or gorilla racing it's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> the moment you like the, the the shush happens when you go to sleep in your brain <laughs> for this yeah you're constantly just thinking like what do i have to do to to stay mm -hmm. on top yeah 
Yeah. And I'm the same way. It's like to finally shut my brain off at night is a chore. Like it's very hard to do. Cause it's like, that's all you're thinking about is like, what, what's the next thing that I need to do, you know, um, content wise or, Oh, well I didn't post this or yes. It's a constant battle. Yeah. Inside my head. So no, I totally understand that. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, it's like you have to take breaks because if you don't, it's like you can drive you crazy because you're constantly like on your phone and constantly like almost overwhelming yourself. With yeah. Content. It, yeah. I consume, you have to consume a little bit because you don't know what the trends are, but I definitely don't consume too much motorsport content. I definitely like podcasts. That's easy for me to digest, yeah. but something about like either TikToks or just Instagram stuff, like whatever. Like I don't want to consume too much of it because one, I don't want any of it to like, because you just get inspired. You don't want to, I don't want to say like accidentally copy, but like you don't want like to start doing right. stuff the way other people do them. You just want to be original, have your own ideas and not be like, mm -hmm. oh gosh, she already talked about that. I need to worry about it. Um, So I try not to consume too much. Otherwise you just end up, just ends up leaking over. But I do consume a lot of sports content in general. So it's really cool to see what you can bring from maybe like, let's say baseball or the NFL and turn that into something motorsport content wise. Like what are they doing differently that we can adopt here on this side? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and like you mentioned, like looking at other types of content and like using that as uh, inspiration instead of actual motorsport content is, is a great thing too. Cause it's like, it, it also makes you different. Like you're not, you know, you're not doing it like everybody else is in the industry that you're, that you're a part of. So, right. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always good to be, to be different and not copy the same stuff. It's like, what's the point? Right. Cause it's like, right. that's the whole point of us being content creators is that we're supposed to be ourselves and we're supposed mm -hmm. to, you know, I mean, we are our own brand. And so if we, you know, obviously you're supposed to bring you into it, not what, you know, not what, like, I'm not going to do what you do. Right. Because mm -hmm. obviously, you know, I'm not Ash, like, you know, I'm not supposed to be like you, I'm supposed to be me. And so, yeah, it's just that, that authenticity is what some content creators forget about. Like they, they kind of, because they get so stuck in like analyzing trends and doing all these things that they forget that the, what make, what makes them content creators in the first place is that people want to see you. Like they don't want right. to see what other people have done. They want to see, you know, your take on things. Um, yeah. And I, I think, I think some content creators get lost in that. Yeah. You definitely just want to, that's a really good point. You just want to be you because you want to find people like you, right? Who enjoy mm -hmm. the content for being you. And you can't do that if you're obviously not being yourself. You're just imitating someone else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like I always say, like, there's a difference between a method actor and a real person. <laughs> and like, you want to be that real person, not a method actor, right? Because I mean, yeah, that's what method good. actors do is like, they pretty much embody another person you know to be able to play out a role and it's like if if you're doing that then you're not being you you're being somebody else yeah um i it's like i have to think about this sometimes because it's like you know it's like 
it, it's pretty easy to to kind of get caught up in that type of stuff but it's like you have to really like dial it back and realize hey yeah that might work for that person but it, it's not you know it might not work for me because you know that's just not who i am so yeah but um obviously um you're gonna be extremely busy um hopefully you get some sleep <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> i mean obviously you know you mentioned that you you barely slept since you got back from europe but hopefully that i slept changed. in i get eight hours of sleep i don't function as a human being without eight hours of sleep I mean, but um <laughs> i've been going to bed like my like my parents like 9 p.m and waking up at 6 a.m and i'm like why is this happening like nothing's right? happening at 6 a.m in the morning yeah yeah but i mean i i know exactly what you're talking about because it's like i've i've had to start like going to bed early because it's like i realize i'm like like am i becoming my parents i'm really starting mm -hmm. to think that because i'm like why am i getting tired at 9 a.m why i mean 9 p.m why am i why am i you know going to bed at 9 p.m when i used to like go to bed at like midnight or like one o'clock and then literally be able to function the next day at like 8 a.m and it's like now i can't do that anymore Gosh, I, I, I crash there's no way i could do it anymore during like the formula one weekends when i'm able to go with the team they're like oh there's an after party and i was like i've been working like i got on this <laughs> bus with you at 6 a.m it is now 9 p.m like we've been non-stop on our feet for yeah. 12 plus hour days you want to now go to a party <laughs> i want to go to bed i need to elevate my feet i need to get a glass of wine like man they know how to party out there uh the f1 crowd yeah um but i don't know like and, and see i can't do that anymore like yeah. i used to be able to do that and then it's like now like don't ask me to leave my house after eight o'clock like yeah. it's not happening i i'm gonna be at home and i will not leave my house i will not go to a party i'm not gonna go to a club i'm not gonna do anything like that because it, it's just like i don't know it it just doesn't it just doesn't do anything for me anymore like yeah. uh, i don't know i guess i guess i partied too much um <laughs> between 18 and 21 ish and then it's like after that i was just like not doing it anymore. Not doing it. Nope. Well, and also like I have, I have kids. Like I'm not. I'm not about to do that stuff. Like uh -uh, it's not happening. I mean, yeah. now my kids are older. I could go out if I wanted to, but I guess it's because I've done. I've. I've. I've I haven't gone out in so long. It's like I wouldn't even know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and the scene's probably so different. No. Oh probably i don't know what to wear anymore i'm like can i just show up and <laughs> what's everyone doing yeah yeah and then it's like going into like bars or whatever everybody's so much younger and it's like i don't even know like i wouldn't even know how. oh to, like, we're interact. not that much older though we can still be hip we just it's we just need to be hip at like 5 p.m <laughs> not at not at 11 p.m there's a vast <laughs> difference exactly exactly um yeah we need like somebody needs to do like those like a club or something like that they need to do like a, a night where like they start at like 
I don't know, 6 p.m. maybe, like do like a 6 to 10, you like know, that. like, yeah. You know, for the people that are like, you know, we don't want to like, like we want to go out, but we don't want to, we don't want to be out. out <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't want to be out, out, like six to nine, maybe yeah. 10, if we, you know, if we're feeling a little dangerous, maybe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah. yeah, somebody needs to do that. Cause that, that'd be great. Cause then it's like, everybody else, they can go out. Like they can go, they can come in after 10, it's no big deal. It's like. Whoever is listening, if you do this, we'll be your biggest customers. Right. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's like catered to that audience, you know? There's a lot of us out there. We don't we don't want to be out past nine o'clock. Like we want to be in our beds. So yeah, like cater to us and like, yeah. And we have money, you know, like it's not like you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be, you know, more of your middle and upper middle class people, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, we've got money to spend. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh man, like, so obviously I'll, um, in the descriptions, I'll link everything that Ash mm -hmm. is doing, you know, obviously social media and then Twitch gt world challenge red bull and nascar and then i mean if she ends up having any other things come up between now and when this episode drops i'll put that to you because <laughs> 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 we don't know um, let's go it could literally change any day um so yeah and and i'm so glad you were able to come on thank you thank for, you for having me yeah cool. no definitely and thank you for sharing your story and letting everybody know what you're doing. And obviously, you know, guys go support Ash and everything that she's doing on Twitch, especially even if you don't have a Twitch account, go, go make one just so, <laughs> just so you can support her stuff. Um, because obviously we need more women in, you know, in motorsports and we need to support all the women that are in motorsports and obviously go support Ash and everything that she's doing. So, but yeah, thanks again. Thank you. All right, guys, that is it. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Ash. I know I did. It was great being able to talk to her. And obviously, um, check out all of Ash's social media, um, her website, her Twitch channel. Gosh, everything that she has going on, all of that is in the description below. And definitely subscribe to the VIP section newsletter that we have because guys like you guys get to find out who the guests are before anybody else does because you get uh, the newsletter on Monday night and Wednesday night so you also get to listen to the podcast episode the night the night before it actually drops so you guys get exclusive access to the podcast episodes plus you also get to find out who the guests are before anybody else does. So, and, and you get to find out about everything that we've got going on behind the scenes that other people don't get to know about. So, yeah, definitely check out the link um, in the description as well. And, uh, yeah, that's it for us, guys. So, uh, next week, like I mentioned, two episodes a week. So, you will be... Um, 
able to listen to next week's episode on Monday night if you are a VIP section, you know, newsletter subscriber, or you can listen to it on Tuesday. So um, it'll be on Tuesdays and Thursdays or Monday night and Wednesday night if you are a VIP uh, subscriber. So yeah, guys, until next week, take care. Bye.